0: Muscle.com brings you Quantum Physiques. Building strength and power for your mind, your body, and your spirit. Alternative medicine, muscle growth, mode enhancement, motivation. Putting your mind at ease. Harnessing your maximum potential. Quantum Physiques. Here's your host, Brian
1: Cunningham. And welcome to another episode of Quantum Physiques here on RxMuscle.com. I'm your host, Brian Cunningham, where we strive to build... Strength and power for mind, body, and spirit. Want to continue on with part two of our ongoing series, Chemical Anarchy, because once again, I do think that since chemistry really is everything, uh, you know, of course, when you get out of the quantum level, and of course, the show is really tuned into that whole idea that from the void, from the nothingness, comes uh, form, right? Information. And all this world really is is information. I mean, your DNA is information that. Turns out proteins and builds you, of course. Um, but of course, you know, beyond that quantum level, which is where we have all this kind of spooky stuff going on and, uh, you know, multi, multiverse theory, everything, there is this level of, of chemistry. And so, of course, that really is a, a big thing. Speaking of chemistry, actually, um, it's interesting. A few things here before we get into chemical anarchy. Uh, PCBs can increase risk of abdominal fat. Turns out a recent study published in the scientific journal Obesity shows a correlation between high levels of the environmental toxin PCB and the distribution of body fat towards the abdomen. Abdominal fat, as everyone knows, is already um, shown to be, uh, I guess, increases the risk of diabetes and high blood pressure, among other conditions. I believe abdominal fat has also been shown to be, um, I guess, predilected because of excess cortisol. So I wonder if there's a relationship between PCB and cortisol elevation as well. But this fat inside the abdomen, visceral fat, of course, is considerably more dangerous than regular fat, which is called subcutaneous fat. Um, And these researchers here at the um, environmental, what is this here? Monica Lynn, Associate Professor of Environmental Medicine at Section for Occupational and Environmental Medicine, studied over 1,000 elderly people in a certain section of Europe. And they showed that people that had a predilection for diabetes and uh, abdominal fat had consistently higher levels of PCBs. So it is interesting that it is not just... As simple as elevated cortisol or your genes, but again, exposure to chemicals in your environment can actually increase um, your risk of abdominal fat, which is something that I'm definitely struggling with here as we get ready for the summer. Speaking of the summer, actually, I hope everyone's getting out in the sun. I mean, again, sunlight is something I'm a big believer in. Uh, I do think, again, if you Google... um, what was it? The good, the bad, and the ugly, suntan science. You can read my article where I definitely showcase the fact that the sun is not as detrimental as people think. It's much healthier, especially when you take you know modest exposure levels, maybe 10 to 20 minutes a day. Um, I do think things like antioxidants, both topically and internally, can... Mediate the inflammatory response. I've definitely seen myself taking high amounts of grapeseed, quercetin, um, vitamin C, that my ability to tolerate the sun and get a deeper tan, and I'm a fair skinned individual. But I'm seeing that my inflammation goes down, my ability to tan goes up, so that may be something to consider. Plus the fact, of course, that um, altered cell membrane function because of um, unhealthy fats is what really triggers or allows the sun to trigger skin cancer. So again, copious quantities of healthy fats, which everybody knows are found in things like you know raw eggs, um, milk, raw milk, of course, avocado, uh, nuts, raw nuts and seeds. Uh, coconut oil, things of uh, fish oil, I guess. Of course, too. Uh, you know, again, having healthy salmire function does mitigate the ability of the body to turn the deleterious effects of the sun into a cancer. Um, I've seen it myself firsthand. I even had a precancerous lesion one time when I first began doing all this, and uh, took a large quantity of vitamin C and grapeseed extract, and within like ten days, the thing had gone away. It was pretty amazing. And again, that's not a study, but there is some empirical evidence on my part thinking that this was um, what caused that to reverse. So other news here that I thought was pretty interesting, um, calcium supplements linked to significantly increased heart attack risk. Now, of course, women especially have been told in this country to increase their calcium intake because of the correlation with calcium and bone density, which appears to be total shit because women in other parts of the world or people in other parts of the world uh, who have low calcium levels actually have adequate, if not strong bones. Number one, of course, exercise increases bone density, and that's why people who lift weights typically have good bone density, but also too high a protein intake. Again, if you're eating a lot of protein, but you're not utilizing it, it definitely is going to cause your body to become acidic, and your body's got to balance that out by leaching, um, I guess- you know, agents from bone to actually mediate that uh, excess acidity, and so that's a part of the reason why people get brittle bones in these uh, in these European nations and in the and uh, the Americas here. So definitely, um, here again, calcium is very toxic. I mean, magnesium is something people should always be taking with calcium, probably in like a two to one or a three to one ratio. Meaning, for every 100 milligrams of calcium, you'd want to be consuming, I would say, 200 milligrams of magnesium. But, of course, even better would be to um, not even worry about taking in too much calcium and instead hit the gym um, and also maybe increase um, you know, or decrease your protein intake if you're a woman and you're not working out that much. Uh, you may not want to have so much protein in your diet. Other news that I thought was interesting, a uh, key gene found responsible for chronic inflammation, accelerated aging, and cancer. Researchers at NYU School of Medicine have for the first time identified a single gene that simultaneously controls inflammation, accelerated aging, and cancer. This was certainly an unexpected finding, said principal investigator Robert Schneider of the Albert Sabin Professor of Molecular Pathogenesis, Associate Director for Translational Research, and Co-Director of the Breast Cancer Program at NYU Langone Medical Center. My God, can these people have more titles and accolades after their names? It's ridiculous. It is rather uncommon, he said, for one gene to have two very different and very significant functions that tie together control of aging and inflammation. The two, if not regulated properly, can eventually lead to cancer development. It's an exciting scientific find. Now, of course, that does make a lot of sense because of the... Idea: the notion that these things all happen um, in a sense concomitantly. Inflammation, of course, is has been shown to be part of the cancer or carcinogenic process. Aging is, of course, not only mediated by glycation of proteins, but elevated levels of inflammation, C-reactive protein. Um, you know, I'm not sure what the other ones are. Hemoglobin A1c, I believe, something like that. There's definitely some um, inflammatory biomarkers in your blood that you should be getting checked out, of course, to see what your levels are. Another good simple example, too, I think, of inflammation is when you floss. This is kind of like the uh, the poor man stuff. You know, I'm big on the poor man stuff. Like Dave does. Dave Palumbo, the uh, founder of RX Muscle, has all these you know high tech, expensive things, uh, ozone therapy. My thing is. Cheap Pruman's ozone therapy doing hydrogen peroxide foot soaks. Believe it or not, they actually do work. I've been doing them on a regular basis now, these hydrogen peroxide foot soaks. If you scan back on some of the previous shows, we actually discussed that. They really do work. I'm definitely feeling a a benefit. Um, But again, if you can't afford to get a blood test... A poor man's way of of gauging inflammation, not only with the sun and seeing how you react. Because again, I can see a difference. You know, Before, one year, I went out in the sun, got a serious sunburn. The next year, I'm down at Equatorial Brazil, taking copious quantities of antioxidants. Boom, I don't get a sunburn. You can see my inflammatory markers have gone down. A key thing here, though, with this particular study that I was talking about is flossing. Believe it or not, if you floss, um, if you bleed, that's a sign of not only, I guess, bacterial infestation, But also a sign of inflammation because if your gums are inflamed, it probably, again, this is the canary in the coal mine. Of course, the canary in the coal mine refers to the metaphor that when the miners were down on the coal mines, they didn't know what was around the corner when they were going to encounter a pocket of dangerous gas or maybe a low oxygen environment. So they brought canaries down with them. These canaries were kept in these cages And when the canary died, it was time for the guys to scoot out of the uh, cave before they died too. So again, when you floss your teeth, and again, the mouth really is the canary in the coal mine. When you floss, if you bleed, that's not a good sign. You got to start looking at that and saying there's something else going on here systemically that you may want to check out. Speaking of teeth and health, believe it or not, sugar can actually prevent cavities. It can actually reverse cavities. This is pretty amazing. For years, people have thought that sugars, of course, were, were the worst thing for cavities. Of course, they cause glycation. They cause you know, all kinds of dysfunction in the body with insulin. You name it. Obesity. Turns out that a particular type of sugar, of course, can actually prevent and also reverse tooth decay. We're talking here, of course, of xylitol. This, and this is, again, backed by science. I mean, I'm looking at Jonathan Wright's um, newsletter. He's got a uh, nutrition and healing newsletter, Volume 19, issue number three, May 2012. He's showing here that, um, what was it, studies where kids were given xylitol candies had something here, a study, double-blind study conducted in Belize. Over 1,200 kids were, um, they were stopped from chewing gum and some of the, Kids were chewing ordinary gum sweetened with sugar. Others were given gum sweetened with xylitol or sorbitol. After up to 40 months of daily gum chewing, the xylitol group experienced 73% fewer cavities compared with a reduction of 26% in the sorbitol group and, get this, an increase of 120% in the sucrose group. That's pretty phenomenal, but we're showing here again. Obviously, sugar causes cavities. You chew gum with sugar, the kids got a hundred and twenty percent increase. You chew gum flavored with sorbitol, you get a slight but significant decrease. But again, xylitol—they had a seventy-three percent reduction of cavities. Um, so again, it's and a plus, get this—it seems like xylitol can actually reverse tooth decay in its early stages. In fact, with regular use, he says xylitol can actually eliminate tooth decay for an entire lifetime. I believe, if I'm not incorrect here, that it actually can help to thicken your enamel. So I've actually started using xylitol as a mouthwash. I mean, when I make my green tea in the morning, I sweeten it with xylitol now. I used to use stevia, but now I'm going to switch. I've been using xylitol, and I'm actually swishing it around in my mouth to get that xylitol coating my teeth. So I do think it's something worth looking into. Um, Even in baked goods, actually, I know some bakers that are making phenomenal gluten-free, coconut oil, xylitol sweetened brownies that are just like off the hook to die for. If anyone wants a recipe, go to the uh, Quantum Physiques page on Facebook and I'll be more than glad to post a recipe. You can actually have dessert. You can actually have brownies that eliminate cavities and stop tooth decay. And uh, so it's pretty good sugar to bake with too. And I think it's available in most vitamin stores. You can also get it online. That's definitely something to, uh, to look at. What else here that I thought was interesting was um, besides this? Oh yeah, the one thing about this key gene uh, study here that's responsible for inflammation, aging, and cancer. You know, the key thing to remember is what turns on this gene. Of course, because you know we all possess these genes, but it's the understanding of epigenetic phenomenon—the idea that you know things like your environment, what you're exposed to, what you eat, um, your thoughts and feelings—and again, speaking of feelings, feelings. Drive physiology. So, again, you know, your beliefs can cause a shift in your neurochemical balance and your body's biochemistry that can cause, you know, genes to turn on and off. So, I think that while this study is important that they found this gene, it's more important for quantum physique listeners to, again, look at the the crooks of the matter, which is, you know, what turns on these things. And it's not as simple as, you know, as these genes, of course. We're not simply just mechanistic, even though I like to make fun of the fact that we're a bunch of robots and we're out here just running our programs and doing what everybody else is doing, having kids, going to work, paying our taxes, blah, 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 the matrix, right? By all means, um, that's a good model to understand. In general, but obviously there's a lot more sophisticated stuff going on within this mechanical universe. Anyway, yes, the universe is mechanical, but it's at a level of intelligence that um, you know we intellectual cockroaches down here cannot figure out right now. So, for all intents and purposes, you might want to say it's a little bit beyond our ability to uh, to mechanize it. I think, in a sense, Um, it's kind of funny. Speaking of that. I went uh, hiking yesterday, and again, I'm a big believer in getting out in nature. Studies back up when you're out in nature, you get a shift in your values. Um, People that spend time in nature actually uh, report being happier. There's an elevation of serotonin. I think it's a good thing to get grounded. Um, I like to be barefoot as much as possible. I'm actually, I have to confess, I'm actually sitting here right now taping the show, and I got my grounding pad on the floor here because for so long I've been doing work in front of a computer and I've been feeling burnt out and I have not been spending enough time, I think, grounding. So I caught a study that was um, published on one of my friends on Facebook by some respected medical doctor. And it was actually this pretty well known in the earthing community, this study on cut flowers. They had some cut flowers in a glass of water. Um, One got grounded to an electric outlet and one was just plugged in, I guess, to a, you know, to a placebo. The person conducting the study didn't know this, uh, so it was blinded. At the end of seven days, there was a dramatic difference in the vitality of the flowers. So the flowers that had grounding, that were actually grounded, uh, were much healthier. So it definitely has reconvinced me of spending more time, not only, I guess, with my grounding pads here at home, but also getting out in nature. But anyway, I'm out in the um, swimming in this lake up in the top of the mountain, and this guy catches a fish. And, um, you know, he just like says, Oh, it's cool. I caught a big fish. Okay. And he kind of leaves it there to die. And I'm like, Someone asked him, Are you going to eat that? He goes, Oh, maybe. You know, I don't know. He's kind of smoking a cigarette, hanging out, whatever. And the fish, in his last gasp for air or for, for water, I guess, starts flopping around and falls off into a rock, into a crevasse. And the guy's like, Oh, now I can't even eat it. I can't even get it out. And I'm like, what a waste of a beautiful fish. And I know it sounds like a really silly, stupid story because the fish is meaningless in the big scheme of things. But, you know, then I'm thinking, you got like 10 million guys like this all over the planet, probably right now, doing the same thing. So, you know, one bass is meaningless in the scheme of things. I definitely get that. But when you have 10 million people doing the same thing or having the same level of consciousness, um, it really does cause some pretty serious devastating effects on the planet. And then I came across something today. And this all relates back to something here. I thought it was kind of interesting. Where is this now? I was just thinking that consciousness is contagious That perhaps you know your level of vibration. There's this thing called the hundred monkey syndrome, and it may be, um, and you know, may not even be true. It may be an urban legend. I'm not really sure, but I do think that there is some sign. The actual story is that when one monkey on one part of the island began washing his potatoes, um, his tribe caught on, of course. But then observers noted that throughout the islands, and these monkeys were not communicating or swimming across the islands, but throughout the islands. All the monkeys began washing potatoes that they would dig up from the earth and stuff. And so the scientists postulated that there is um, you know, some kind of connection uh, in a collective consciousness that when enough people or individuals do something, there's a shift. And of course we have um, – I think is it Rupert Sheldrake? I talked about him earlier on one of the shows and his morphic resonance, right? That when one scientist is able to crystallize or manifest um, you know, some chemical, again, from the formless into form, information, once that information becomes part of this universe, all of a sudden its vibration or its quantum effect is present that other scientists can actually do the same thing. So I do think there is some science behind this, um, that maybe consciousness is contagious. And I just see here a study um, that human emotions are contagious. Again, these are just human emotions. I think it goes even deeper into that your, your level of vibration is perhaps contagious. Although at the very surface, for sure, the studies show that human emotions are contagious and susceptible to sinking. Um, study says human emotions are highly contagious. Seeing others' emotional expressions, such as a smile, often triggers corresponding emotional responses in the observer. Um, researchers at the Alto University and Turku Pet, Cent- uh, PET Center have now found that feeling strong emotions makes different individuals' brain activity literally sync up. Now, of course, we know that people's brains sync up. I mean, when women are together in the same Uh, dwelling, they often have their menstruation syncs up. Um, But the results of this study revealed that especially strong, unpleasant emotions synchronized brain's emotions, emotion processing networks in the frontal and midline regions of the brain. On the contrary, experiencing highly arousing events, synchronized activity in the network supporting vision, attention, and sense of touch. So I guess our our, our feeling um, centers of the brain. So they were saying here, sharing others' emotional states provides the observers a somatosensory and neural framework that facilitates understanding others' intentions and actions and allows them to tune in or sync with them. Such automatic tuning facilitates social interaction and group processes, says adjunct professor Lori Numemema of the Alto University. These people have these crazy names. (laughs) I mean, her name's got like five M's in it and three (laughs) N's. Um, the results have major implications for current neural modes of human emotions, neural, neural models of human emotions. Um, so anyway, I think that's kind of interesting, and it does show that there is uh, a lot going on here from an evolutionary perspective that makes sense, of course, when when different animals in a group can sync up and can communicate nonverbally, of course, and for most of our evolutionary past, we had nonverbal communication. Um, you know, there was more resilience in that tribal network, of course. So we are a social animal. We do depend on our group. I mean, our sense of self is largely determined by our group, by the feedback we get from other people. That's where our sense of self is. There really is no self. You're just operating a robot. Uh, You, of course, referring to your higher self or your multidimensional self because that little ego, that little storyteller inside you is part of the robot that makes you think you're in control. But as we're going to show on part two of this show here, Chemical Anarchy, you're not in control at all. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with part two on Chemical Anarchy here on Quantum Physics. I'm your host, Brian Cunningham.
0: Quantum Physiques, building strength and power for your mind, body, and spirit. Myotropics Physique Nutrition is the most exciting supplement company to come along in decades. That's because Myotropics isn't just another company. It's the brainchild of iconic metabolic expert Dr. Scott Connolly, the inventor of the original body recomposition product that changed the industry and allowed millions of people to get in the best shape of their life. And CEO Vince Andrich, author of the groundbreaking Physique Athlete Guide. Myotropics flagship product, Physique 2.0, contains their exclusive Meta Effects Amino C D protein compound that matches. Maximizes whole body protein economy. Your personal linchpin for gaining and retaining the most muscle while also shedding maximum body fat. Plus, Physique 2.0 contains the world's first legitimate fat burning carbohydrate, Meta Effects FAO-CHO, for full hard muscle and increased fat burn. If you live to develop the ultimate physique, go with Myotropics—real people that live to develop physique nutrition. Go to Myotropics.com. It's your body. It's your art. Master it myotropics.com. If you train hard, you need to recover hard. Training elevates cortisol, but so does stress and tension. Stress is the number one health risk you face today and not only causes you to put on abdominal fat, but it's also one of the contributing factors in the top six causes of death, which includes heart disease and cancer. But now you can relieve that stress, rebuild, recover, and feel great with fast-acting gavitrol. Gabatrol works quickly to help you improve relaxation and recovery, reduce cortisol, elevating stress, and reduce binge eating. Plus, Gabatrol will also help you to get that deep, restful sleep. Warriors are built, not born. And now you can build a better body with fast-acting Gabatrol. Recommended by New York Times number one best-selling author, Dr. John Gray. Gabatrol is available now at RxStress.com. P28 High Protein Bread is the official bread of RX Muscle. Are you looking to incorporate more protein into your meals or just want to enjoy bread again? Then look no further. Try the 100% natural P28 High Protein Bread. P28 High Protein Bread is a formulated, revolutionary breakthrough product. Packed with whey protein isolate, 14 grams of protein per slice, 12 grams of carbs, 8 essential amino acids, and made with 100% whole wheat. Fear bread no more. Build a better body with P28 twenty eight. Order today at highproteinbread.com. P28 is also now available at bodybuilding.com and many other retailers. Order now, highproteinbread.com. P28 Bread, RX Muscle Approved. Fusion Bodybuilding makes bodybuilding's strongest supplements, and they're committed to giving back to you. Fusion Bodybuilding not only want to promote the bodybuilding lifestyle, but they also want to help build the sport. Bodybuilding is all they do. It's their obsession. You know the feeling. That's why you're here. Visit Fusion Bodybuilding at FusionBodybuilding.com or join in on the conversation on the Fusion Bodybuilding fan page on Facebook where you'll find IFBB Pro Q&As, contest giveaways, and nothing but in-depth bodybuilding talk. Fusion Bodybuilding. Bodybuilding's strongest supplements. Head over to fusionbodybuilding.com today. So, are you from Australia? Paying far too much for supplements with the inflating way and amino prices? Why not check out the all new RX Muscle Australia for the latest Australian and worldwide content and coverage? While you're there, check out Bulk Nutrients Supplement Store, the official supplement store for RX Muscle Australia. You can visit Bulk Nutrients at bulknutrients.com.au, your one stop shop, and also check out The all new rxmuscle.com.au. Rx Muscle Australia, the truth in Australian bodybuilding. Rxmuscle.com. Now you have a place to turn when you want the truth. On bodybuilding, diet and exercise, up-to-the-minute news and more. Visit the rxmuscle.com forums, featuring celebrity Q A's with IFBB professional athletes, top amateurs, and the brightest minds in the industry. Listen to our weekly radio shows, including Heavy Muscle Radio, Muscle Girls Inc., After Hours, and more. Contest coverage, videos, even our own social networking site, RX Muscle Place. Visit rxmuscle.com.
1: And welcome back to Quantum Physiques here on RxMuscle.com. I'm your host, Brian Cunningham. So here we go with part two of Chemical Anarchy. It's kind of funny as I'm perusing the Life Extension um, magazine for this month that um, research has shown, they say, that women experiencing sexual dysfunction or lower hormone levels can benefit from naturally elevating their testosterone levels. Here we go again, right guys? Uh, and guys and girls, of course. Slightly increasing testosterone levels. It's kind of funny because I have a friend who's Brazilian and her father happens to be one of the top doctors in Brazil. And she actually got an implant down there, a testosterone implant um, that is popular among the the rich upper crust uh, Brazilians. Um, And I'm not really sure why. To tell you the truth, I really don't have an explanation for it yet. But here again is life extension showing uh, very similar that women can benefit from having increased levels of testosterone, especially as they age to restore libido. Um, increase arousal and also increase the relative frequency of sexual fantasy which actually is pretty good for us guys of course if they do have that Um, but once again you know this is a demonized substance that has now been shown by science clearly vindicated you know and, and again you know here's a group of people like ourselves here that are really looking to enhance our lives to have a more positive impact on people around us, of course. And, you know, we're all using chemicals, whether we like it or not. I mean, it's kind of funny how Jeff and I were just talking on the break. Um, the ridiculousness of how a lot of people are out there saying, "Oh, I'm not into drugs, or I'm not, I'm not into using like vitamins or chemicals or all that kind of stuff," but you know, she's tugging on a cigarette, she's got a Starbucks coffee in her hand, and then she's going to go out at night after working and, and get drunk and stuff, you know. And meanwhile, you know, the chemicals she's putting in her body, or he, you know, with the Wonder Bread and and all the the crappy food. Like it or not, you're 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 a wash in chemicals, and you are the master of controlling what's going on in and out. Of course, and again, this is why something as simple as like a hug, when you hug somebody, it feels good because your brain squirts out some oxytocin. So we're all, you know, constantly mediating ourselves. Well, you know, maybe not us, but the program is, I guess, in a sense. But um, this is part of what I'm talking about here. Is like, you know, who is in control, and you know why is it that you know, as much as we try to take control and do a lot of good stuff, uh, oftentimes there's still have problems in our life. You know, I got a friend of mine who's a great guy and yet, you know, he just told me this past weekend he kept making the same mistakes again. It's like, you know, you shouldn't open that door, right? You know that like this person is not good for you in your life. And yet what happens is somehow that neuroplasticity isn't quite wired up yet where you're not able to to make changes. And I've said on previous shows the whole thing is, is that you know we think we're in control, but the truth is, is that we're really not. We're really largely governed by our unconscious mind. Now I'm sitting here right now, and I'm feeling pretty good. I had a pretty stressful day. Um, you know, I run a company that does a lot of good, actually. Uh, you know, my product for stress and anxiety. Suzanne Summers was just talking about GABA on TV a few weeks ago. I just happened to catch a rerun of that. Um, you know, GABA is one of those chemicals in the brain that really facilitates. Uh, calm, relaxation, reducing stress. Because once again, feelings drive physiology. And so if you're feeling stressed out and anxious, uh, you're going to elevate those deleterious hormones, cortisol and adrenaline, of course. And also, of course, you're going to have bad behaviors. I mean, a lot of people, maybe not this crowd, but people turn to junk food, to recreational drugs. Um, They don't want to exercise, right? Because they're not feeling good. So, of course, your feelings drive your physiology because those behaviors, not going to the gym, feeling stressed out and elevating cortisol, they further affect, um, you know, your physiology and and causes a negative spin cycle. And so, of course, GABA is one thing and we get a lot of great feedback. But, you know, myself personally, I do have stress from sometimes having a full plate. So today I took some Kana and I was just telling Jeff, I feel phenomenal. Kana is one of those things. It's um, there's a herbal doctor. He's kind of called the Herb Doc or something. He's pretty famous in the natural products industry, and he flies all over the world. You know, Amazon. You know, Peru. Um, you know, Brazil, South South Africa, checking out stuff. And his new thing, he says, is the hot new ingredient. Is something I actually feature in one of my products. It's called Kana. Skeletium tortosum is um, an herb that's been used for several. years centuries um, documented back to when the Dutch settlers uh, first colonized South Africa, they noticed that these uh, indigenous peoples were chewing on this kana and it was able to kill their appetite because it modulates serotonin, but it was also good for reducing depression and stress and I feel pretty good right now. Believe it or not, I looked up some stuff on it on um, one of those um, chemical vaults. I think like arrowid.org, I think is where you go to get a lot of good information on stuff. And they were saying that it actually potentiates a lot of other herbs. So with the fact that um, you know THC or, or you know, hemp is being decriminalized all over the country, uh, a lot of people are, are tuning into how good that herb can be as well there's always the possibility that using these two together could be a great thing. So anybody out there who's on herbs or using herbs on a regular basis, uh, especially psychoactive ones, you may want to consider looking at Kana um, and what it can do for you. And again, if you have any curiosity and want to learn more about it, I will post up some stuff on the Quantum Physiques page on Facebook. But it is funny how... Life is really about feeling good. I mean, as I said in the last show, you know, we do everything so that we can feel good. Feelings drive physiology. I mean, how many of us have gone to the gym feeling tired, right? And, you know, if you're feeling tired or you're feeling somehow down or disconnected, you're physically weaker, I mean, it's just, you you may not actually even be tired, but if you feel tired or you're telling yourself your story is that, you know, you're distracted because this girl's bothering you or this problem or whatever, and you're not focused enough, um, you know, you are not going to have as good a workout as an example. Um, You know, if you're feeling pain, the same thing, right? You go in the gym and you're feeling pain. A lot of times you get significantly hampered results in the gym. Now, this is funny Because as real as it seems, I mean, pain, for example, right? It seems like it's so real, yet there's been studies done and I'll dig them up if you don't believe me. There's been studies done showing pain is largely psychological. And here we go, right? Down the rabbit hole again. (laughs) Here we go down Alice's rabbit hole that again, it's all in the mind. It's all a mind fuck in a sense, pardon my French, but it's just a mind game. This whole thing, this whole matrix is just one illusion. And so I do think that there is something here to be considered. Now, again, I'm a big fan of uh, meditation, of course, because I think the way of the ancient masters is something that I admired. You know, they didn't, they tried to transcend chemistry, chemicals, all that kind of stuff because of the fact that, well, they were just strong. We made them into gods or demigods, whatever you want to call them. You know, Lao Tzu, the Buddha, um, Jesus, of course, as well. They were able to go out into the desert of their subconscious and they had the courage and the Spiritual intelligence, and again, that's just a word for an advanced intelligence, an alien intelligence. Really, those guys were freaking aliens, man. Because you know, there's a continuation, there's a continuum of intelligence. We are down at the cockroach level, of course. I mean, we're really just advanced bacteria. That's how stupid we are, and it's humbling to realize that. I think, but of course, above that, you have this level of intelligence that to us seems like it's alien. And these guys had the audacity to go out there and confront that um, and transcend. But there are other ways of doing it, of course, for us less inclined or weaker individuals. And it's just kind of funny, again, going back to my original, um, I guess, segue here about the fact that we are not as in control as we think we are. You know, the the whole idea of you does not really exist. Now, there's some research here. Um, This is pretty interesting. This is in this month's issue of, I believe it's Ode Magazine. It's a phenomenal magazine you guys should check out. And it's about the fact that, Studies show when people are negotiating uh, for a car or for anything, two groups, one sits in a hard chair, one sits in a soft chair. Of those two groups, who do you think is going to actually be able to negotiate better? Turns out the hard chair effect, people sitting in hard chairs feel more secure, more grounded, more solid. And as such, their brain recognizes that on an unconscious level and they negotiate on average for a car, the studies show 300 to $50 less. Uh, on the value of the car, actually. So um, if you want to impress somebody going on a job interview, studies show if you bring somebody a warm beverage, a cup of coffee, they will perceive you as being warm and friendly. So it's just amazing how much our unconscious uh, brain, the reptilian brain, really drives most of us. Uh, We're mostly on autopilot, of course, most of us throughout the day. And it's this unconscious brain that is in charge doing all this stuff. Um, odors. They found that certain odors trigger certain behaviors. Uh, The smell of Windex, believe it or not, again, this is studies done where they didn't have people actually smelling the Windex just enough in the air, like we're talking parts per million, but the people were able to perceive it on an unconscious level and they began to clean up after themselves more. (laughs) That's pretty amazing. Even in prisons, um, this- the research is done largely in the in Europe, the Netherlands in particular, and they've shown that um, when they spray, I think, like orange scent in prisons where the um, prisoners don't detect it, they're actually less violent and more cooperative. So again, this all shows you that there's a lot going on here. How can we harness this unconscious brain? How can we tap into that? Of course, besides meditation, which does, again, it rewires your brain. I do think that there are other ways. Um, I think GABA modulation is one, perhaps. I definitely think that the regular use of GABAergic agents uh, could really help. That's why I think people that take things like my stress anxiety product, Gabatrol, have noted that there is a, a shift uh, over time. Maybe their body has a new level, right? We all know about hormones and balancing the uh, the male neuroendocrine system, the HPTA, but of course, maybe even on other Systems. Um, there's a sense of, you know, a new homeostasis or a new adjustment that can go on. The brain can rewire itself um, and shift. This is part of that shamanic experience where people go out and take uh, things like DMT, the spirit molecule, as we discussed uh, on the last show. In fact, uh, I want to play a quick clip here. Um, Joe Rogan. Phenomenal, uh, I guess you know UFC host and a talk show host has gotten into this stuff on a very deep level. This guy is talking about the fact that this is like a naturally occurring chemical in your brain. It's released by the pineal gland uh, when you sleep. You release DMT, and that's what allows you to dream. Uh, if you don't dream, you die, which I thought was pretty profound. The fact of how important sleeping is and dreaming is to uh, to our, our ability to function in this world, but also I think the use of this particular substance to help facilitate that shift, to start tuning into the unconscious brain and, and deprogramming it in a sense, you know, as Eckhart Tolle says, you know, human nature is the insanity of humanity, as I say, right? The insanity of humanity. We are all de facto insane. Look at the world around us. You know, it's obvious. This is a way to actually become sane. So this stuff can actually drive you sane. So you better be careful because it might be kind of dangerous reclaiming your sanity in an insane world. Let's cut to that Joe Rogan clip right now. Yeah, it's called
2: dimethyltryptamine. It's produced by your pineal gland. It's actually a gland that, that lives – that's in the center of your brain. It's it's the craziest drug ever. It's the most potent psychedelic known to man. Literally, it's – but the craziest thing is about it is it's natural. And your brain produces it every night as you sleep. You know, when you sleep during the time you're in heavy REM sleep and right before human death, your brain pumps out heavy doses of dimethyltryptamine. Nobody knows what sleep is all about. Nobody knows what dreaming is important, why dreaming is important, but dreaming is hugely important. If you don't dream, you'll go fucking crazy and you'll die. And while you're dreaming, while you're in heavy REM sleep, you are going through a psychedelic trip. And very few people know about this. But it's been documented. There's a great book on it called DMT, the Spirit Molecule, by a doctor named Dr. Rick Strassman. And he did all these clinical studies at the University of New Mexico on it. And you take this shit and literally you are transported into another fucking dimension. I don't mean like you feel like you're in another dimension. I mean like you're in another dimension. You're With in furniture. another dimension where there's not no furniture, bro. There's fucking complex geometric patterns uh, moving in synchronous order through the through the <laughs> air all around you in three-dimensional space. And it's hey, like they're hey, arteries, hey. except there's not <laughs> blood pumping through them. There's fucking lights, pulsating lights lights with no boundaries and you can't really understand it and there's an alien communicating with me And there's a dude who looks like like sort of like a thai buddha except he's made entirely of energy and there's no there's no like outline to him he's just one thing and he's concentrating on it and he's trying to tell me not to give in to astonishment just relax and try to experience this. And I'm like, you got to be fucking shitting me. And I'm a stand-up comedian, you know, because as a stand-up comedian, we pride ourselves in being able to describe things. So I'm like, how the fuck am I going to talk about this? Because this is insane. Because there's like a beat. It's like, and there's all these fucking complex patterns moving around. And this guy's looking at me in the eye, and I am fucking freaking out. And it lasts for about five minutes. And when it's over... When it's over, after five minutes, you're like, "What the fuck is that?" Now here's where it gets really crazy.
1: Every <laughs> oh, wait, night, wait, 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 huh? every you're night, <laughs> you're listening to Doctor Joe, Joe Rogan. Dimethyl trip to
2: Dimethyltryptamine. Look it up online. DMT. And you, when you're doing this every night when you go to sleep, when you have heavy REM sleep, nobody understands why we have to do that. It's never, it's never been figured out. But when you're doing it, you don't remember any of that experience. Well, the heavy doses that they gave people in clinical trials with the Strassman studies. The heavy doses produced the most profound effects, but nobody remembered them. There was no no remem- memory of it whatsoever. That's what Much like you have when you go to sleep every night and then you wake up. Everyone dreams, everyone has DMT trips, and no one remembers it. Now, if you smoke it, it doesn't last nearly as long. It only lasts about 10 minutes, 5 to 10 minutes, but you remember it. But very fleeting. It's, off, it's like a dream. Like after the dream is over, you got to write it. I, re- I remember because I recorded it. I had a tape recorder and I had a video camera. And when I came out of it, I just started talking about it like right away as much as I could remember. But even like 30 seconds after I talked about it, I was like, man, how did it go? What happened? It's not like an experience like it, your, your brain is trying to protect you from that experience. And the bigger the dose, the more your brain protects you. It literally shuts it off. It's like a shutdown valve. And it happens to you every night, man. Well, now how do you get, because that's a great commercial. How do we get this, Well, here's Joe? the crazy thing. Here's <laughs> Joe, the crazy thing about it. It's a human neurotransmitter. It exists in every single one of us, and mm. yet it's one of the most illegal substances in the world. Is it more illegal than heroin. It's just as illegal as, it's the most illegal substance you could possibly get. Yet, so, yet it exists in almost every ecosystem. It's in, in grasses and animals. It's the pineal gland that produces it literally is your third eye. In reptiles, it actually has a retina, a cornea, and a lens uh two so yeah. weeks like like maybe a baby you should farm. all smoke dmt and yeah, yeah. join my cult motherfucker <laughs> i'm in dude, <laughs> after, dude after the tirade i'm in man i'm so telling you man you, mind mind from you will never from a baby farm or something you, you can get it anywhere you can get it you from get grass. It? you can get it from grass there's all sorts of things online if you you have a a fairly simple uh chemist setup you can you can extract dmt from <laughs> from grass well, we've, we've, grass now, we've now violated Phalaris the Patriot grass Act. Mono-
1: He's right. That guy, <laughs> D- Doug Stanhope was on our show wow. and he talked about this because yeah. I brought you so up. There's
2: two types of DMT. I've done one type with Doug, which is 5 methoxy dimethyltryptamine, which is DMT with a, um, an oxygen molecule attached to it. And then there's NN DMT, which is the DMT that's excreted by your pineal gland. They're very similar in uh, experience, except the 5 methoxy dimethyltryptamine doesn't give you the, uh, the visual effects. Bro, have you hiked in the rainforest yet? Just dude, I've had. I have an a, isolation uh, tank in my in my basement. There's no need to go to the rainforest. Fuck <laughs> all that. Travel. Hey, after that, little experience <laughs> my, man, I go on dude, my isolation so tank under, with mushrooms. Well, where they you are so go underutilizing that. you on that show, man. I might just dude, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm just
1: like. i Just stop collecting. Tell the contestants to <laughs> shut up and let Joe go. That's that's the fear factor there you go. right there. Everyone's man. gonna do DMT if you can
2: survive it. And the aliens don't we kill you and your head doesn't come out. So I tell everybody, man. Just <clears> you, <throat> you, everybody in their life. If you live, you know, and you haven't had a heavy psychedelic experience and you haven't gone in an isolation tank, you've missed out. You've missed out on a huge chunk of what life really is. Their, life is a massive fucking mystery. And there's only a few different ways to really crack below the surface of that mystery. And the, the best way is psychedelics. And the heavier the psychedelic, the better. And guess what? No one's dying from psychedelics. All our thoughts on psychedelics are all based on bullshit propaganda that we heard about people, you know, going crazy or losing their minds on it. You're not going to go crazy. You're going to go fucking sane, all right? All that stuff is going to remove your ego, and it's going to explain to you what the world is really all about and cuddle all the surface what areas is, of— <laughs> What is the word? really bad. We're bacteria. <laughs> uh, That's right. what it's about. We, you, you ever fly Shaka. over hold hold ever, yeah, Shaka. Hold on. Shaka
1: is so acceptable. <laughs> hold on, Chris. We're Dude, Anything? I, yeah. This like, is your write-up. You Shaka's out. Keep, out keep right going, here. bro. We, I'm a student look, right now. Look, can, can we get we, some Shaka music for
2: <laughs> Rogan and, and Shaka? Do you you want to get really yeah. crazy about what humans are all about, all right? And this is it's not necessarily, you know, look, there's great... Things in us, and there's beauty in people, and there's, you know, babies are cute and shit like that. But when you get past that, a lot of what that stuff is is biological tricks that are all set up to make sure that we keep perpetuating the species, keep moving this thing forward. Now, why does a species want to move forward? Why does technology move forward? Why do we keep inventing new weapons and why do we keep inventing new crazy cell phones? What is this thirst for innovation? What's this all about? Well, this is what I think. If you fly into LA, all right, you're going over those mountains, man, you see these beautiful fields and shit, and then all of a sudden you see LA, if you looked at the earth as a living organism, you would look at LA and you go, that's fucking cancer. Right. That's like a growth. What is that? What is that shit? There's some weird shit growing there, and it's got brown smoke coming out of it, and it fucking stinks. It's and it's killing it's all the trees. And, and, it's and it's getting bigger, and it's yeah. getting bigger every year. Well, why is it getting bigger? And what, why, do, why do people just keep fucking having kids constantly? What is this all about? Well, I think that it's our purpose, much like how yeast makes bread rise or mold takes over a fucking sandwich. I think that's what people do. I think we're just a very complicated form. Which is very complicated form of bacteria and all our thoughts on ourselves all our it's all just biological tricks to keep your ego alive to keep your biology alive to make sure you keep perpetuating this this fucking thing to make make this this human organism this one gigantic organism keep growing when you look at like mold on a sandwich you don't look at individual mold spores with individual identities and jobs and careers you look at a pile of fucking mold you know and that's what people are man we just think we're individuals we're not we're one collective group we can't even be away from each other we get lonely for punishment in prison they take you away from other people i'm a fucking prisoners wouldn't that be the best thing to keep me the fuck away from the prisoners no that's punishment dude we need people so badly that they if you put us in a room with no scumbags and murderers we get sad
1: bro I missed you. Dude,
2: that was <laughs> fucking huge, but I... it's crazy, but this is it. All it, it all <laughs> relates to the DMT world. This is what I think. Every night when you go to sleep, every night when you go to sleep, you trip for eight hours, and you need that. You have to have it, and your body has to have it. You owe that to the grid. Well, I think the whole reason why people are alive, I think there's two consciousness. There's a dream consciousness, and there's a waking consciousness. And this dream consciousness might be more real <laughs> than the waking consciousness. Mm-hmm. That might be what our whole biology is about and this whole complex system of fucking social order and you know predetermined patterns of behavior and cultural traditions and all that shit might just be ways to effectively move along the breeding process and make sure we keep adding more to the grid more people more animals more babies save the whales we're just trying to save energy we're trying to contribute more to this dimethyltryptamine grid that you see
1: Every night when you sleep, but you can't remember. Pretty phenomenal stuff there, of course. And uh, I do encourage everybody to go check out that. um, There's a documentary. I believe it's up on YouTube and Netflix. I think it's called uh, DMT, The Spirit Molecule. And it has Joe Rogan is is actually hosting it, uh, narrating it as they go through a bunch of doctors. All these guys with PhDs talking about how profound it is. Um, But yes, GABA modulation is one. Of course, there are certain agents. um, A lot of times when they work, they make them into uh, controlled substances. GHB was one. It was phenomenal for GABA modulation. Uh, it's now a uh, scheduled substance. Uh, I guess Xanax and other types of GABAergic ergic agents, uh, benzodiazepines, they work on GABA. I mean, a lot of people are trying to modulate GABA because of the fact that, as John Gray says, it makes you feel like you just love life. It's the I love molecule. And so alcohol works partially through that. Um, what else? I am not really sure if marijuana works like that. I think marijuana actually hits a cannabinoid receptor, which is something different, but it does do something along the same lines of making you feel relaxed and chill and just very happy and content. So, I do think that for people like quantum physics listeners that are looking to, um, you know, get an edge in life, you know, without, of course, falling down that slippery slope. Which a lot of people do now. Of course, we know know somebody who's abusing Xanax and cigarettes and caffeine and all that kind of stuff because they, for some reason, cannot control it. And I guess the idea is, if you know, I feel good with a little bit more is going to be better. But unfortunately, in this world, we realize uh, you know it's not always the case. In fact, quite often, more is not better. And so that's why I think people like. The listeners here that know how to use things responsibly, that are into nutrition, that are into really making the world a better place, um, there is a role for some of these, you know, new agents. I think in our repertoire. Now, of course, I discussed last week um, about smart nutrients. Um, I'm a big fan of things that build acetylcholine in the brain. Of course, uh, huperzine A, uh, you know, acetyl L carnitine, um, alpha GPC is phenomenal. All the racetams, the paracetam especially, since it's very inexpensive, uh, three to five grams a day, pretty phenomenal stuff without a doubt. But I do think uh, there's other things besides that. Then posatine, I think is something worth checking out, maybe experimenting with. Yeah, one that I'm big into is centrophenexine. I may mention that before. It's kind of like a, I think it's like a methylated DMAE, which is you know dimethylaminoethanol, which is a, again an amino acid. It's found in sardines, but centrophenaxine, I think is some type of a combination of two chemicals. I don't think it's a methyl; it maybe a little bit more more complex than that. But basically, it helps to transmit more. PMAE into the brain to remove lipofusion, which is actually age spots or deteriorated brain tissue, but also it facilitates neuronal communication. So it's definitely pretty cool stuff. One of my friends in medical school swears him and all his friends did really good because of this particular nootropic. So it's definitely something worth looking into. Um, of course, phenol GABA I think is big as well if you use it responsibly, um, because it is the only kind of GABA that readily crosses the blood-brain barrier to elevate GABA levels. The only problem with it, of course, is that you cannot use it regularly because it has a long binding, um, I guess, affinity with the GABA B receptor, which causes I think some kind of attenuation or downregulation, and so you end up needing more of it if you keep using it on a regular basis. And which, of course, then will Precipitate withdrawals when you come off it, so that's why the best way to use, um, you know, my product Gabatrol, or if you want to go out and just buy the straight phenyl which is probably not as clean, because uh, you can balance it out by using a lot of other gabaergic agents to create a more holistic approach, which is what I try to do with my formulations. But definitely, you got to rotate it. You know, three, four, five days on tops, and then come off three, four, five days. If I take it, I can actually feel it up to thirty-six hours later the next day. So you could use it like one day on, one day off, something like that. That's a pretty, um, you know, advantageous way of using it as well. But the Kana, the cool thing about the Kana is that you can actually use it every day. It's pretty cool stuff and it does potentiate other stuff. I'm actually considering taking one of those Joe Rogan trips uh, with Kana on top for the uh, for the ride because I got a funny feeling they may work really well together. And um, I'm, definitely, I'm definitely interested in going down that rabbit hole because again, as someone who has tried to screw, Crawl out of this cave um, and I've seen little glimpses of light up there somewhere. And again, you know, once you get exposed, once you have that trip, I'm telling you, your entire universe shifts. You just, yes, I still have stress and still have all kinds of shit I'm dealing with. But, you know, in the back of my mind, I always know I'm going home when this is over. You know, I'm going to count the clock down. I got like another 30, 40, 50 years, but you know what? I get the best is yet to come. So on my last breath, it's like, woo, here we go. Fasten my seatbelt, the best is yet to come. And that really, in spite of everything in life, in spite of all the, the, the tough stuff we go through, it makes it so much bearable because I can always shift on that, rem- that, rem- that memory. I can always tune into that memory and be like, wait, what am I freaking out about here? <laughs> you know, I'll be dead tomorrow or literally, or actually as Christ would say, I am in this world, not of it. This is just a game. It's a video game. I mean, you know, maybe Christ actually took some DMT. Who knows? <laughs> but seriously, once you get what he said, you realize this guy, you know, this is this is what we're talking about here. You know, you are in this world, but you're not of it. And so it does make your ability to flow through this world, to enjoy the ride more, to not take things so seriously. You know, the fact that you only have like 18-inch arms and not 21-inch arms, or that you lost a contest or that, you know, you think that girl in, in the club doesn't like you because you're not big enough. I mean, this is beyond beyond childish. And I think that when you start shifting your awareness and your focus into this more translucent realm, everything shifts. And you just, you know, really, you can enjoy the ride much more. And, and, and also, you reprioritize your values and you kind of come back to what's really important. And, uh, you know, again, not making Jersey Shore and, you know, having the Beamer and the bling-bling. If that's important to you, that's great. But you know, at the end of the day, when you get all that, you got to ask yourself: Okay, am I happy now? Have I reached, um, you know, the the goal? Have I reached the goal? Do I feel like I've accomplished what I set out to? And oftentimes, as we see, in spite of having all the material trappings of this world, people are not still not happy. They're not satisfied. So there is something else going on here. That's why I urge you. To start maybe going and looking at this video here, this, this documentary on the spirit molecule, to start going down that rabbit hole because I really do think it could be something that can really shift your life for the better. And again, this I only reveal to you guys, guys and girls, because you're a crowd that is ready for it. You know, you guys are hardcore. You're not into escaping reality the way everybody else is, of course. So I'm looking at, you know, this being an enclave of, of individuals here, a tribe, really this is like a, a the QP tribe, the quantum physics tribe, where we really are about taking this journey and then all of a sudden, boom, like like nodes on a computer, right? And these nodes start hooking up and connecting, and before you know it that morphic resonance kicks in and all the quantum physics listeners are vibrating out in the universe, and we, we start being become part of the paradigm shift, the 2012 prophecy that people, as you know, random as Michio Kaku, Stephen Hawking, and Nostradamus have talked about, we start becoming part of that paradigm shift in a very real, very scientific way, and uh, that's kind of a cool thing, man. I think it's a, an enjoyable ride. So, you know, again, thank you all for tuning in. Next week, we're going to have a, a phenomenal guest talking about more chemical anarchy of a different sort. So once again, this has been Quantum Physiques here on rxmuscle.com. I'm your host, Brian Cunningham. Stay tuned next week for another fantastic show.
0: Quantum Physiques with Brian Cunningham is dedicated to harnessing the power of the holy grail of health, fitness, lifestyle, and success. And you'll hear Quantum Physiques every Wednesday evening only on rxmuscle.com.